Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. No one wants to hear those words. He died today. Nobody wants to think about death or dying. At least I know I don't most of the time. But for the last few days, we have been sitting with a friend of ours in a beautiful hospice facility in the villages in Florida. And we sat with Brent and Laurie and one other friend. And Brent never spoke. He never woke up. He was just asleep, peacefully dying. So it seemed, as far as we know, he was a lot better off than we were when occasional tears or covered laughter or even just conversation was repeatedly given over and over and over sitting with Brent. This beautiful facility allows pets to come in and stay with you as well. And my friend Laurie said that if it hadn't been for them allowing Findlay to come sit with her and play and look occasionally upon the bed where Brent lay, that she doesn't know if she could take it or not. But she was very stoic. She was very blessed. Many, many long years of marriage. Brent had been a professional golfer. He had various entrepreneur items that he had conquered in spite of a long history of abuse and a very painful childhood. So when Brent passed finally last night after we had been sitting there off and on for three, four, maybe five days, we knew that it was his time. One week ago to the day, we had all four gone out to eat at a place called the Oyster Trough, and we had been having just fun times, conversation. Brent was in his own world, so he would speak things to which we had no idea of what he was saying, but he would keep talking, and then he would laugh, so we'd laugh with him, and he would point to things, and we'd say, oh, yeah, and he would say words like remember, and we would say, of course, Brent, but the rest of the gobbledygook that he was speaking probably for the last year or two didn't make sense. We are so glad that we moved here in time to really get to see most of Brent. We got to understand his background, and he would call into the radio station and give us an update of some item that was in the newspaper every day. He did that for about a year. He was able to walk around and dance. We took him out on the boat, and Brent wanted to put on old music, and let's just dance while this boat's rocking. And so we did, and yet... All of us, one day, will hear those words, they died today. He died, she died, whoever it was. You can't escape it. And we know some of the old adages, and we know people have the biggest fear of death. It says, it's the fear that plagues the heart of man. Nothing is greater than the fear of death. It is our greatest fear, the sum of all fears. Most people are afraid to die. The main reason is we don't want to experience the pain. We don't want to leave our loved ones and all of the plans we had behind. But some of us are 
afraid of what's on the other side. Several years ago, there was an email containing these lines from a poem called Gray's Elegy. It was written in a country churchyard in England, and part of it is spoken as the words of James 4, verse 14, What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. That's what Moses said to the Lord in Psalm 90, 5 and 6, and it's sometimes said that nothing is certain in life except death and taxes, but that's not wholly true. A clever man with a good lawyer can find a way to get around most of the taxes, but no one can hire anyone or wish away or pray away our appointed time to die. That's what it also says in Scripture. It is appointed unto man a time, a once to die, and then the judgment. That judgment, is that real? Are we really going to be judged? You know, nobody has died and come back to talk about it in a legitimate form. Many have experienced after death or near-life experiences, but they're not really documented. Science can't confirm what happens on the other side. So we have to, by faith, believe that we know what happens. And I didn't. I wasn't afraid to die when I was young and being a crazy teenager drinking and doping and smoking. And I was afraid not to live. I didn't care about dying. I just was afraid of living because I didn't know how. Sophocles said, of all the great wonders, none is greater than man. Only for death can he find no cure. Well, we've been living in this pandemic, and little by little, cures have come around, and preventions, we believe, have come around. And so we ask, does death win in the end? On this side of the grave, it's hard to tell. So all we can see are the familiar words left in Ecclesiastes, there is a time to be born and a time to die. And then it talks about a time to marry, a time to do this or that. But the crux of it is, it is appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. So if you visit any cemetery and you can't really tell much difference between the Christian and the non-Christian, there's only something in reading the markers, and that's the dead lie buried side by side, six feet underground. And there they are, all grouped together, young and old, male and female, rich and poor. When we die, we all go into the same size plot, mostly, and we have the same burial in a similar casket or not, or we're cremated and the body ashes are scattered somewhere. But for us who believe, death is not the end of the story. The Bible tells us what lies ahead for those who know Christ as our Savior. Second Corinthians 5, we discover a great to- truth in this little passage that talks about some of our simplest fears can be spoken in, now we know that if this earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building, a new building, a resurrected body, just as Christ himself showed us. And we get to be with him for all of eternity. If you don't believe that, I didn't for a long time in my life into my adult years. And I was the saddest of all creatures. And nobody will leave without having faced that judgment day. I believe this. You may not. But what if I'm right and you're wrong? 
If you're right and I'm wrong, doesn't matter. I've lived a wonderful life since I trusted in Christ and received God. But every single breath, I believe, is a gift from the Almighty. And I'm not guaranteed another day, much less another year, and neither are you. As to what happens after we die, science has no answer. So the great researchers of this world, and my husband is a scientist, so to speak, a retired chemist, and many of the scientific people and the backgrounds in his laboratory didn't believe in an afterlife. But once they did, you could see the change in their lives, just like you could see the change in mine. I'm not talking about a new body, although I got one, a hundred pounds lighter. I'm not talking about a new brain, although mine changed from thinking about me, 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 to wanting to help others. And so God has given us this Holy Spirit, to live within us. And I believe this with every ounce of my being. And if you don't, my friend, I'm so sorry, but would you try today just as Brent had to do one day? If you can believe that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you want to step out in faith with that, good for you. I did too. And just wait and see. Just say, go ahead, God. Show me if you're real. Oh, my friend, he will. And he is. And that's why we don't grieve, Brent. That's why we're here for Laurie. And that's why each of us one day will face that very same death and the judgment. And where will you stand? I know where I stand. For Christ lives in me. I'm Dr. Pepper shaking the salt. Thank you, God, for shining your light and for giving us this blessed reassurance that he is real and death has conquered the grave. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.